Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Weezer. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last week, we discussed the band's hooky, heavy metal fourth album, Maladroit. This week, we're going to talk about their commercial and controversial fifth album, Make Believe. Here we go. So the next thing that was released after Maladroit was actually a DVD video capture device, which is really great. I really recommend it if you're a Weezer fan. Uh, the two of us, Adam and I, watched it together a couple weeks ago. The DVD went gold, so there is still there's still kind of a pop force. Like even yeah. though we're saying it was forgotten, they're forgotten I didn't about know that. That's Maladroit. actually really interesting. Isn't that interesting? So after Maladroit, again, Maladroit was a year after Green, so they're constantly still writing. It happened again. Right after Maladroit came out, they started writing new music again. In 2002, new demos were already, again, uploaded to the website like they did for Maladroit. After they toured again in the summer, those were scrapped. They started with 25 new songs. Then those were scrapped. There's a lot of lore in the deep, deep Weezer fandom internet uh, culture or uh, community that there are some incredible songs that were written in this time period. People called them the Fallen Soldiers. People called them the A5 Demos. That's so interesting. Because there's so many songs that were just completely scrapped. If you haven't understood from what we've been talking about for the last four albums, Rivers is so prolific. prolific. We were talking about the songs of the Black Hole era in Pinkerton and how much music there is there. But even, and even for Green Album, Rivers, when he went into isolation, wrote like a hundred 120 songs. He's just always I can't, writing. I cannot conceive what that even means. It's, it's crazy. I know. But that is that is crazy. And yeah, it took them three years to make their new record. And I can't believe this is what they came up with after three years. Okay. So first we need to talk about, they teamed up with a new producer. So again, they went from Rick Ocasek, self-produced, bomb, then back to Rick Ocasek, then said, oh, let's switch it up again, self-produced. And, and they're then like, they got, you know what? We should get another Rick. <laughs> but they got what is what many consider the number one pop rock producer yeah so they in my mind again i don't know what is weezer i don't know what is geffen but they basically were like we're gonna make our next hit album that's what it sounds like to me that's what it feels sure. like to me that they were just like let's craft it with someone who knows how to get to the top of the charts on you know yeah like timbaland we'll talk about later um <laughs> Uh, Rivers, I guess, sort of befriended Rick, um, and like the two of them started meditating. I don't know about to de- together, but like because of Rick Rubin, Rivers started meditating, which has in- which influenced not only the sound of the album but the content, the lyrics. It's you interesting that you think it influenced the sound of the album. I guess we can talk about that if you feel that way. It's very wall of sound to me, and so to me, it feels like the I don't know. You know what's <laughs> interesting is that. Rivers considers this his more quote unquote personal songwriting again. Yes. Because after you know, after Pinkerton, he's like swore off talking about himself anymore. He just, you know, Green and Maladroit, even Maladroit, they're fun pop catchy love but again, songs. Lyrically, uh, th- them being good lyrics or personal, sorry, them being personal lyrics doesn't mean that they're good lyrics and vice versa. And like Maladroit <laughs> and Green, like I don't think either of those have really great lyrics at all, but they are specifically. For anyone who has read about it or has listened to Rivers talk about it, they are not about him. Whether or not you think they are, like they could be. They could be about him, but right. he's writing from like a different person's perspective. It's not about his real life situations. A lot of these songs are, but the lyrics don't portray them nearly as well to me, as listening Blue to make believe, and Pinkerton. Listening to Make Believe and hearing him say, oh, these are my most personal lyrics, or these are my only personal lyrics from Pinkerton, I'm like... What happened, man? Because they might be about a personal situation, but but they're not written well. His craft like went in the toilet in terms of lyricism. Before we talk more about what we think about Make Believe, some stats. Another album coming out in May. I guess they like that sort of spring-summer album release, or Geffen does. May 10th, 2005, three years after Maladroit, four years after Green. uh, Geffen Records, produced by Rick Rubin. They're back in LA and a bunch of other studios. This album... They added, also to note, both before it and afterwards, they added more instruments on stage. There's piano and synth for the first time mm-hmm. on stage with them. They actually had toured with an extra guitarist, which is weird. Okay, I think I heard that. Um, and also on the album, though. On the album, they're starting to experiment, quote-unquote, with some different sounds. Yeah, agreed. And you, even, as you said, instrumentation, piano, stuff like that. Even though, I mean, there's piano on Pinkerton, but piano-driven songs, at least. This album, I don't know if it was on the strength of Beverly Hills or... 
Yes. Number two. It has this to be. became a number two album in the country. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy that this was a commercial success. Because? Because it is the most boring, basic, bland, paint by numbers, plotting, how slogging, did maladroit come between green and make believe? It makes so much more sense to have green going into make believe, but maladroit is just in there as this gem to me. I just I can't tell if Rivers and company are obsessed with fame. I can't tell. And again, the lead single, Beverly Hills, is about wanting that fame. So immediately my brain is thinking. Okay, Maladroit, they tried to experiment, tried doing cool stuff. Maybe they had two hits, but nobody really cared. But, but, they, but they did care. It's still, I don't get it. But they were like, we want to be huge. It's like they, they wanted to climb being rock stars again, but rock was dying. Mm-hmm. This is my theory. And so they were like, let's do a song like Beverly Hills, where it's a complete pop, whatever. It's like hip hop influenced, very, very basic structure. The whole but album. guess what? It gave them a resurgence. It did. It did what they wanted exactly. it to do. Exactly. I, I don't... This is such a... This album is so bankrupt of emotional uh, ingenuity. Ingenuity. Potency. Yeah. It's just... All around. All around. They just... It's so sad because listening to Make Believe, they just became such a generic they are pop so rock band. so generic. More so than Green. Like Green... Yes, agreed. Green still has flavors of Weezer. Of Weezer. So this is what I was saying during Green is that... They still feel like there are Weezer chord progressions. There are some similarities. Make believe sounds writing wise like a different person, band, different person. Yeah, absolutely. It's I'm literally my hand is on my forehead just thinking about make believe is so also, just like Green. It's so frustrating. Make Maladroit was such a step in the right direction, and they fucking blew it. Also, we were watching some clips from the making of oh, Make Believe, and I never know. Like, rarely will you find a band saying, yeah, the album we're putting out is not our best work. But Rivers wasn't there. But Pat, Brian, and Scott were all just like, yeah, this is what this is like the culmination of everything that we've been working for. All the past four records. Like, this is some of our best work. It was, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because clearly, I think this is such a shitty average album. Like, just any old average Weezer cover band. But not even, because it's not even sounding like Weezer. But it is so shitty that it sounds so average. It's not like these songs are inherently, like, poorly no. recorded Listen, or... Well, I don't want to give it away. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about our top fives. But before... the one, I want to say a couple positive things before we get into sure. our top five. I think there are some good vocal performances on this album. I think uh, Rivers has hit some great notes, holds them well. Like he's got, there are some points where I'm like, you know what? Rivers sounds good here, even if the band is just boring as hell. Maybe. I noticed that on this album, he wails. Yes. So And holds the notes. Absolutely. And it's like, it It gets gets a little redundant. I will also say, maybe you consider some of that still good, like at at times. I'll get into Okay. I will say one thing that they did keep from Maladroit was great guitar solos. Even on this album, you know, ooh, ooh, you're giving me the face. Yeah. Even on this album, I find the guitar solo, again, they're not Weezer Green solos. They're not solos. Green solos, so that already makes them they, better, but I actually, for the most part, think these are pretty shitty solos. Interesting. I find them, you know what, it, I'm not trying to necessarily backtrack because of your, your reaction to it, but I wonder if it's because the songs are so simple that when the guitar comes in, it's like, oh, there's a breath of fresh interesting air. melodies, breath of fresh air. I agree. I enjoy- there, there are a couple when, for when sure. When the solos come in, I'm just like, oh, yeah, they sound good. It's like, oh, they're a band that can make right. a good They're a solo. rock band. They're not exactly. just a cut and paste kind of whatever. This is the longest album to date, which is so sad. But it also has goes back to what you were saying in Maladroit about how they let the songs breathe. But they let these songs go on way too long. They're not even like, you know, we were talking in the Counting Crows podcast about a lot of times they would just like jam at the end, like recovering the satellites, Children in Bloom, uh, Up All Night, things where they're just like jamming out. This is just like, it feels like copy and pasted sections. Rivers is like vocalizing really lamely, like pop things. It just, it goes on way too long. They didn't need it. And like for an album that is so shitty and average to me, for it to be the longest, it's such a difficult listen. (laughs) Listen, Rick Rubin has been a part of many albums that I absolutely love. That's also crazy. This is such a disgrace. Like I can't believe, like I hate the production. I hate the production on this album. You mean the mixing? I know. Who I don't knows know what is what, but even Both. still, in I terms do. of the songwriting structure, I prefer I prefer the sound of Green to Make Believe, 
because even if make it green is squeaky clean and like brainwashed robots, I definitely agree. It's it just has more character than this. this and you heard so... how much I hated green, so <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. All right. So let's go into our top fives. Okay. I am very interested at your top five because I I've always known and and it's so obvious why you especially would hate this album, and so I want to know what you come up with. I'm also scared. I'm, cur- I'm curious. I'm scared about of including obvious. a song that you like and vice versa. But I, it's this, fine. Clearly, with green and whatnot, we've we've, we've crossed that <laughs> we've bridge already. We've broken that open. So I wonder if we'll this have some was similar very picks, hard to really rank because well, not hard for me at all. Really, to me, there are standouts, and then there's the rest of the album. There are like moments that kind of stand out, kind of like green. I guess it's kind of like green, but even green was sort of difficult for me because they all seem so average, but you're not going to like some of this, I'm sure. But my number five is This Is Such a Pity. Okay. My number five is The Other Way. Okay. Hmm. Wow. That's got a Josh No-No chorus. (laughs) (laughs) My number four is the song Peace. My number four is also Peace. My number three is Freak Me Out. My number three is This Is Such a Pity. Nice. My number two is Hold Me. Oh, Adam. <laughs> really? Oh, my, oh God. my God. We were singing that in the car yesterday. I was like, yeah, he likes it. What a terrible song. Okay. My number two is Freak Me Out. My number one is Beverly Hills. Definitely. Definitely. I can't believe what you just said to me. Definitely. I cannot believe what you just said to me. Definitely. The, okay. I'll defend it. My my head hurts. My head hurts. <laughs> I'll defend wow, it. Wow. 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 I'm not saying at all that it believe- is a good song. I you, don't I hate I this hate, album. I hate that Beverly Hills exists. I hate what it did to the I can't I can't believe you just did that. Oh my okay. god. My number one song, no question, and this is crazy to me, and so I'm ready for your reaction. No question, my number one favorite song on this album is Haunt You oh Every Day. Oh my god, of course. Haunt You Every Day. Buh. What? <laughs> you said of course. You knew that was my favorite? I actually didn't, but when you were just saying that, I was like, there's gotta be something about, I don't know. The piano ballad, his, oh, so, anyway, we'll get to it. Great song. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with kind of a deeper cut uh, later in the album. My number five pick, The Other Way. I have many doubts about my motives. I have many fears about my greed. I have always hurt the one that I love so First and foremost, I, do you know what this song is about? Yes. So I find it interesting, and I find it and makes again, me appreciate this is part the song of the, more. Like, more personal lyrics. Yes, exactly. So this song is about um, following Elliot Smith's suicide. It's incredibly tragic. I love Elliot Smith. I would love to do a podcast on him one day. Mm-hmm. Love to get you into him more. Um, Elliot Smith's girlfriend at the time, Jennifer Chiba, um, was an ex of Rivers. And it was a song about him wanting to reach out to console her during this period, but also recognizing maybe his different, his motives behind it. He was sort of challenged by like, what's the real reason I'm reaching out to this girl? Which harkens back to Across the Sea in terms of trying to figure out these emotions within him. But these lyrics are just so bad. They're bad lyrics. They are bad lyrics. Again, just like Green... These songs, to me, it actually wasn't that hard to pick my five because everything else after this five is just like, oh my God. Um, but um, I like the sound of this song. I like the 60s. It's back to them doing sort of, it's different. It's nowhere near as good as like Buddy Holly, Photograph, any of that. But it's what got this- part? The only good part in, to me in this is, <laughs> I have many fears about rejection. I have memories of pain. Because that feels very sort of Weezer quirky- I think, I, I think a big thing here is it's not just the fact that they don't sound like Weezer. The It just doesn't sound like good songs or original songs. So anytime on this album that they show Weezer, it gets me really excited, which I guess we'll talk about with Beverly Hills. Yes. No, 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 not yet. Um, but honestly, yes, it does. It's like the cardinal sin of Josh Chorus is just nothing but singing the title. <laughs> yes. However, I love the harmony on it. I really like the harmony on that. So I'll turn and look the other way, other way. 
See, uh, I, I when I, Josh just wait, doesn't that sound awful, audience? <laughs> <laughs> Such a shitty song. I like the melody a lot. There's a saxophone solo on yes, this, which doesn't even sound like a saxophone. In the mix. It sounds like a guitar. It's it, Jason Freeze. Did you know that? No. Yeah, that's interesting. Josh Freeze's brother. And do you know that Jason Freeze plays with Green Day a bunch? Like, there's all sorts of connections on saxophone. No. Yeah. Really? He comes when I saw him twice when they played King for a Day. Mm. He comes out on the saxophone. I'm pretty sure he is. There are on this album in general. There are so many trite pop uh, like structures, cliches that they do like and like all over. And I'm just pointing out this one, like the hits on the final. I have many fears about. Oh, I my like mom. that part. Have many memories, of, and there's so many times on this album that there's like a soft chorus at the end that then goes into a bigger chorus or a soft verse you're right i hate that shit that's just so unoriginal this whole album is so unoriginal to me and this song goes on forever (laughs) the other way the other way it's like this is one of those that i'm like you could have shaved off a minute and already made the album that much shorter you know me again i love weezer for a lot of reasons and one of the reasons is i think he's such a great writer of pop melodies so even this which is like so lame in a way to me i find it catchy i find it catchy fair enough i mean i think we've already talked about i to compare this to other songs surrounding it pardon me and my best friend like oh god this one actually has a catchy chorus that i enjoy so i enjoy despite its simplicity despite its cliche i would take best friend over this oh God. What was the other one you mentioned? You're my best friend and I love Yeah, but it's you. like back, 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 back. So lame. So lame. Next, we're going to talk about our collective number four pick, Peace. There is no way I can stop. My poor brain is gone apart. This is my favorite guitar line on this album. Absolutely. I immediately love that descending riff. It's nice. And there's acoustic in the verses, which is different. I Again, it's all these things that are breaking away from the extremely cookie-cutter songwriting that, that they stick out. They stick out to me, and I had to put them on. You know what's interesting? This entire song, I think, is only two chords, right? Am I wrong? The whole thing is two chords, the verses and the chorus, same two chords. I think you're right. And yet, I this one oddly works for me. I think I like his vocal performance. I actually like his wailing on this chorus. Oh, no, chorus. it's a little different. Sorry, I was just thinking about it. There's the, oh, oh. Oh, you're right, you're right. Oh, but you're right. For the most part, it is. Yeah. Uh, I just love... I, I agree to a point with what you just said about his wailing chorus. The uh, waste the branches hours is like a little much for me, but I don't mind the melody over that guitar but line. I, I like it's even, I'll pay the tab. I don't like I don't have a purpose. I like it. I think he does it well. It's a wailing that I appreciate on this album. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think this is a good song. I don't think it's a great song. I like that Pat's beat after the chorus gives the album, gives the song character and personality. It's like, oh, there he is. And the solo on this has that... This is a more memorable solo on the album, I admit. Doesn't that, doesn't the song or doesn't that solo kind of remind you of Send the Pain Below by Chevelle? I hear it every time I listen back to the song. It's not the totally, solo. No, it's, it's the, chords. the chords. Oh, yes. Wow. Never picked that up. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. It's uh, it's all right. the The guitar line was the highlight. The for guitar me. line makes the song because yes. without it, it would feel too whiny to me. Yeah. But to me, the guitar line because again, he's going up. There's yeah. hours as the guitar is going down. I agree. And I, I love think, that. I think that um, juxtaposition really makes the, it's also the chorus just a nice work. Color on an album that feels so bland to me. 
that line because you don't have too many lines like that. It just it adds nice. It hits all right. You don't have that many riffs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. this is a good one. Ish. Next, we're going to talk about the fourth single released from this album, Adam's number five pick, mine number three, This Is Such a Pity. To me, this is immediately kind of a cooler sound and different sound for them. Again, sort of like 80s cars. Yeah, it's 80s new wave yeah. for sure. And I actually like it. I like the way this song sounds a lot. It's still got that classic Weezer chugging in the verses. Oh, that's interesting. But, but it's sort of, you know, dolled up as an 80s cars song. What's difficult for me is that obviously this was on my list because it is one of the less worse songs on this album I think this is a good song mm. I think it's a good I think it's a great single great pop melody there is something about how out of place it is on the record that is, that is weird fair. to me it that but, is fair but, but at the same time I like what I'm saying is I like that and I don't like that I don't like that from an album standpoint and I like that from a this stands out from the rest of the Drek. <laughs> um What's cool is that you got some synths back. This is nowhere near Pinkerton synths or anything like that. But it's, yeah, it's different and it, it's kind of cool. And they're totally, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like they're influenced by 80s new wave. It feels like they're trying to write a song as if they were an 80s new That's wave an interesting band. point. Okay. Um, I think the chorus melody is great. I look forward to it every time. So... I just like give all the love to each other. I think the chorus melody is addictive, but I feel like I'm also able to look back and just be like, it's. I don't think it's a great melody. It's it's structured in a way that is very. I'm I'm with you. I always look forward to it because it's, there's something addictive about it. But I have all these theories about catchy and if, is that good or is that just an earworm or is that you know that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on your parade. No, I agree. Obviously, this shit week, on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is on my list because there are a lot of better moments on this. I'm st- I'm always stopping myself from saying good because I just don't like this album. I really don't like Beverly Hills my number 1. That should say it all to you. That says a lot more than you think. <laughs> this you know what's interesting? I read anecdotally that Rivers this is his favorite yes. song and that Julian Casablancas from The Strokes this is his favorite Weezer song. What? Isn't that weird? That is very weird. That's such a weird pick. This is a cool solo. It's a different solo. Delano. It feels so like that. It sounds so yeah, it's actually really funny. Spacey. Yes. It sounds like 80s. Yes. It's like you're like on a mission to Mars or something. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like sort of you're in some sort of 80s video game where yes, you're sort of floating game. through space and shooting at invaders and that kind of thing. I like the, you think I'm a fascist pig, the way he sings it and just that line. It just, it breaks away from the, what the hell are you talking about on Green Album? <laughs> so even little things like that. Uh, again, he vocalizes for way too long at the end. All I love, all I love, all I love. Yeah, he is doing that a lot in this album. So That's much. Point. Still, I think this is a hooky, hooky, good sing- This is their fourth single, and I think this is the best of the bunch. And they, they tried to go for something new, and I have to give them credit for that. Next, we're going to talk about Adam's number two pick, Hold Me. I chose this song as my number two because I For reasons think, <laughs> beyond me and logic. And I think that truth. as a whole, every part works well with each other. I hate this song. I 
hate this song. Wow. I can't believe you put the Your top two, your top two, Adam, <laughs> are some of the worst songs in this album. I can't believe, I can't believe this. I hate this album. This album But, but, but your top two are some of the worst. That's not fair. Beverly Hills, I have a very complicated relationship with. <laughs> that, is, that is less about the song itself and more than what it means. But this is, the, this is one of my least favorite songs in the album. Before you get into what you like about it, let me just... Go ahead, please. Okay. This, first of all, it's kind of cool. He wrote this after a, a full day of fasting, sort of songwriting experiment. Yes. And that's actually kind of interesting. I wonder what it'd be like after fasting a day. Uh, well, it sounds, like I you don't, it sounds like you don't want to try that because well, you don't like this song. Yeah. The, it is so slow and sluggish and simple. This is so boring so and when he's singing hold me hold me it sounds like an empty platitude it is so forced and lame i hate this song i hate this song the bridge is so fucking pointless and dumb this song sucks the guitar solo is terrible i can't believe you like this song <laughs> what were they thinking what were they th i hate this song okay. i hate this song okay i get it I get it because I hate the album, so I don't blame you. But you put this above so many other songs that, well, yes. talk, talk to me. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why this is deserved of your second, no matter how bad the album is, your top two over Peace, over This is Such a Pity, what was your number five? This is such a pity. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just tell me, tell me. Just Freak me out. Freak me it, out. This is over Freak this Me Out. This is over Freak Me Out? Yes. <sighs> okay. Because, and we'll talk about Freak Me Out, so, Okay. Again, I said it before, I think this song is structured very well, as in every piece works well together. I'm not saying as that, you're that talk, the pieces I'm sorry. are As good. you're talking, I'm going over in my head what the verses sound like, what the chorus sounds like. This is so cliche. This this song is so boring. Think There's, about the verse melody. You are taller than a mountain, deeper than the sea. You are... So I feel like they have never done this sort of sparse kind of intro guitar. Picking out the, the chord. Yeah, with just him and Rivers. Obviously, just him and Rivers. Just the guitar and Rivers. But obviously Butterfly was like him. But it's a totally different thing. They've just never done this kind of thing. I like the ascending chords. And the bass is a little cyclical. And again, what really makes me appreciate this is the contrast between this verse which i don't mind and i actually think second time around it's the, so much the nicer. verse is the best part quote unquote but this chorus this chorus i Adam. love the contrast of that i agree i told you i hate the wailing that he does on this on this album but there's take something take me with you cause i'm lonely <laughs> this man this man wrote pinkerton what happened I agree with the I, album. No. <laughs> I don't like it. I also like his vocals on the verses. The second verse of this is so nice with the rim clicks and there's like I do, a second guitar that comes in. There are background vocals. I do vocals. like the drums there. It's very pretty. Just the drums. The whole orchestration that's going on in the second verse is really nice to me. And even the bridge, which I admit is a bad bridge, <laughs> it for some reason feels like it works with this song. You're saying it's a bad song, so I guess it works with that in a bad way. You're so. This is maybe the most we've ever disagreed on a song. But listen, and, and it's not just even like, like that because I think it's a bad. I think it's a bad song. I don't ever want to like go to peace, this song. This is a two chord chorus, right? Peace is so much better. It's so much better. He's wailing on top of it. There's a cool guitar line. I'm sorry. This. Yeah, the chorus in peace is better. I think I like this verse better okay. than peace. More and more, I can't let go. Too afraid of letting go. This is you are taller than a mountain, deeper than the sea. But like the same song as I'm as I'm thinking about it. Well, this whole album is very similar and yeah, cookie, cookie cutter, cutter exactly. I am you. You are making me rethink, <laughs> but I am sticking with it. Next, let's talk about the penultimate song, Adam's number three pick, my number two pick, "Freak Me Out." about this song in relation to hold me and what we were talking about even in like green it is interesting to me i guess 
that this was, it was only one slot lower, but that it was lower than Hold Me. I do like the verses in Hold Me, but the verses and the the harmonics and whatnot of Freak Me Out are really nice and special. Yes. At, as like I would put that higher on a list because that part is a really nice part. More than any song in this album, even Haunt You Every Day, my favorite song in the album, this just wow. sounds... <laughs> this just sounds cool. This is a beautiful, creepy, eerie, spacious atmosphere and that so I really different like. For them. They've never done this. They've only, never played this live. I was, was going to say, not only does this not sound like anything on this album, they haven't sounded like this ever. Ever. And so to me, it is just immediately kind of, it's, it's captivating. It's a captivating sound for me to go into. Unfortunately, the lyrics are not good. The lyrics are not good, and the chorus fucking ruins what could have been such a nice song. I like the chorus, but the oh, lyric, the, the fuck lyrics out of, here. of the chorus, no. it's like, how can he sing no. that? This is, what are you talking about? Man, you really freak me out. I'm so afraid of you. And when I lose my cool, Love this part, I don't know what to, I hate this part. I know you don't mean no harm. You're just doing your thing. No, it, it falls really nicely back into that atmosphere. I disagree. Uh, the lame lyrics really, really detract from what- Do you know what this is about? No, It's about me. a spider. Okay. He saw a spider. He, he's written another song about a spider later yes. in the discography. Much better song than this. Um, Brian said that he discovered notes he didn't even know made <laughs> harmonics when making the song, which I think is kind of cool. That is cool. And it I like, love the harmonics. Oh, me too. It's everything. Do the verses do. are so nice. And I actually like the melody. I'm not the toughest guy. Yes. I gotta keep my eyes open. That part. You came out of nowhere. And then it sucks. No. Yes. But- uh, the beautiful return of the harmonica. Yes. Oh, you so say it's happy. so cheesy, but... I don't mean cheesy. I'm just like so <laughs> I'm happy. I'm so with you. I'm like, yes, it came back. The harmonica sounds great here. I just, I miss, I, when listening to this song, it's like, ugh, I miss the moodier, softer, slower, sadder, intimate songwriting. Because even songs that, in his opinion, are more intimate, like Hold Me, are him just like... I'm going to make a loud song and sing over it. Yeah. It's like, that does not work. That doesn't make it emotional if you're wailing. But this bridge sucks too. I'm going to try to improve my manners. I like manners. it. Everything. Yes, yes everyone everything. is my friend. Also, lyrically, I'm going to try to improve my manners. Everyone. Yes, everyone is my friend. What? To throw the lyrics out. You can't. Yes. If you start paying attention to lyrics... <laughs> You have to throw the whole album out. There's nothing Fortunately, here. Fortunately, a lot of people listen with their ears. <laughs> their, their brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too bad because I actually, it sounds like much more than you. I really like this song. I think the best part of the album is the last two songs. I think it captures a sound and a songwriting style of Weezer's that is nowhere else on this album. That's how I, I feel. I agree with that for sure. I really think the verses of Freak Me Out are so nice. I remember when I first was diving into this five years ago, I remember texting you. There was like, there's something about Freak Me Out, but that was it. That was the only song I ever latched onto, and I kind of knew Beverly Hills, but it was just Freak Me Out. But listening back to it, it's just the verses. It mm. really is just right. the verses for me. I like the whole vibe of it, but songwriting-wise, the chorus and the bridge are so sucky. And this was my number three. Yeah. So this is why Hold Me is number two. I, I don't like this album. Fair enough. Okay, next we're going to talk about Adam's number one pick, the first single off Make Believe, Beverly Hills. I need you to explain to me how you listen to this album over and over and over again, and your number one pick comes out as Beverly Hills. Because, okay, I'm really trying to take myself out of my Weezer fandom. I'm trying to take myself out of it. Talk about standard songs. This is such a standard rock song. There's nothing interesting about there's nothing interesting about this song. Maybe the guitar solo. I kind of like the guitar solo. The guitar solo is good. And yes, it is catchy and yes, I will sing every word nothing and I know every ca- word. Nothing to do with catchy. This is such 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 a disappointing song for them to release. I personally am offended 
that they released this song because listening to the lyrics of this song and hearing what the song sounds like and hearing how popular this song got, you could say this about so many parts of their career, but I feel like this song ruined Weezer a lot of, a lot of Weezer. Again, there are so many great songs and albums coming up that I'm happy about, but to really? me, this showed them that they could hit, do a hit song that sort of captures more hip hop. Something about it just feels manufactured, so manufactured that they purposely were making this big pop chorus about, it's honestly like gangster rap. A lot of it is talking about how you want to be, you know, have a chain and have a nice car and have nice women. To me, they're emulating this gangster rap cliche. I, I hate it. Wow, okay, I've got I, a lot I, of work to do I here. I like the, it's, it's hard to say because it is a catchy song. I know every word, I'll sing every word, but like, it hurts me. It hurts me that this is the most popular Weezer song of all time. I'm just going based off the album and what I want to hear and what I am more excited to hear. Nothing to do with the legacy that this song has created. I'm not going to affect where I put this on my ranking that's because fair. of that. That's fair. Maybe that's a better way to do it. This song on this album is the most Weezer. This is what I was saying before. You're no, shaking your head. It's, it's the most Weezer guitar crunch. That's it. This no. Is not, this is not the most Weezer song. Are you kidding me? Yes, it is. When this you say is guitar a, crunch, do you guy, mean... This is a guy who sang about being in the garage and playing Dungeons and Dragons and Kiss I posters like on the walls. I like these lyrics more than any on this record. They're so much more quirky and actually feel like they're about him. I feel like I can't even... I, not that I... I'm trying to win you back, but there's everything's going to be shot down. Rivers but, has said, I read this anecdotally, that two his most proudest musical I know, accomplishments I know. are the bridge of falling for you. I'm not trying to the bridge feed of into falling that. for you, Adam. I know. And Beverly Hills. I know. All I can think about is that he's proud of it because it's such a hit. Yeah. I can't imagine a songwriter who's written as many great songs as Rivers Cuomo thinking that this is his best song. I agree. Nothing Again, about you this. are still talking I'm about so it angry. as, so you, but you're talking about it as the legacy that this song has created. The fact that Rivers likes it. Put that aside. We're talking you and me right now, and how where I think this falls on this album. Da 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 da. That's where I wanna be. It's oh so God. dumb. It's Keep such an a open dumb mind, brother. Song. Believe me, I got the most open mind. Yeah. I just don't have enough in my mind for this song. I hate how, not that this song isn't pandering, but I hate how- That's, that's the perfect word. I hate how the songwriting on the rest of this album feels so unlike Weezer in a bad way. Not that they're trying new things out and they've ri they wrote some good songs. It just sounds so not like Weezer. This song is so out of place on this record because of how Weezer, to me, it sounds. I, hang on, hang on, hang on. The singles on Green are disappointing because to me they're trying to capture like photograph to me sounds like a retreat of Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly, I know you don't feel that way. Hashpipe, oh come on, it's just like not that great, great a song. This is the first song where I feel like they wrote it to be a hit. It feels completely not genuine. It feels like they sat down and wanted to write a pop hip-hop crossover hit in 2005 I get and to that. me that just ruins everything it's such a ploy for radio play it's such a ploy to be a, a big band again it's I'll like Malajoy say it again one of the main reasons this is number one for me is because this sounds to me like Weezer the type of Weezer compared to the rest My of the songs on the doesn't. album it doesn't sound like Weezer it sounds like we no, no because it's it got there it's got their sort of lively no, kind of you talking could say, you could say and goofing you could say death and destruction doesn't sound like Weezer does death and destruction does not sound like Weezer yeah but they're you good songs but my point is you can't this take is that. a shitty album and this is the one that stood out to me because it sounded most like Weezer aspects of Weezer that I like I agree the chords of the chorus the that's where I want to be it's like it's nothing. Hey. It's such this a dumb song. I don't, I don't know what to say. This album sucks, Josh. It like <laughs> it sucks. This is the song that is reaching number one for me. I also appreciate that compared to any other song on this album, they have this like spoke, even if it's stupid, the spoken word thing at the end of the guitar solo. I just don't belong. <sighs> the, the spoken word thing at the end of the Fuck guitar you, solo. Rivers. 
Fuck you. <laughs> I love you, Rivers. <laughs> the end of the guitar solo spoken word thing. That feels different and experimental compared to anything else on this record. No, freak and, me out, freak me out, and haunt you every day are more experimental than this. No, song. the harmonic thing is just like a production, like experimental. This is like a songwriting experimental because the songwriting on this album sucks. It just does. So putting something like that in there, putting their talk box solo, the talk box which solo never is had the best part. Of iconic the song. solo. Great solo. I will say that. Again, I like the lyrics better. Not that they're necessarily about shit going on in his life, but I do believe when he says, I was really just trying to write a song about this concept of, I want to sort of be these people, but I'll never be these people, so let's write a song about it. And the songs just feel kind of quirky. I don't like them. I don't like the automobile as a piece of crap. What you just said is part of my thesis, is that like... In the garage and other songs, they they are expressing themselves and they're sort of nerddom in a way that is completely endearing and relatable. This to me doesn't feel that way. It feels like they're like, oh, I'm so quirky. I I don't wear nice clothing. I'll, I'll never be that guy. Mm. It feels so lame. It does not feel genuine. I none none of this album I know, I know. We're, feels we're, we're genuine ourselves. We're to repeating me. ourselves. I just are we done talking about this song? <laughs> Are you going to let me talk about it? No, you haven't talked. That wasn't you talking. So even just the little things here and there, like I want to live a life like that. I want to be just like a king. Take my picture by the pool. Because I'm the next big thing. Like little melody changes like that. The line, look at all those movie stars. They're all so beautiful and clean. When the housemaids scrub the floors, they get the spaces in between. I love that. Very even just specific. little things like that, I don't even find on the other songs. And yeah, again, I, I, maybe I know, I knew a bunch of songs even before I knew this was Weezer. Like, Greatest man that ever lived. They have a talky part. There are just aspects of it that do remind me of Weezer and makes my heart warm, even if it's cheesy and pandering and whether it is or isn't done purposely to make a hit. There's something comfortable about it. The rest of the album is uncomfortable to me. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like mm. Weezer. So even if it's cheesy, this felt bad, like a progression that Weezer, Weezer could go to because it sounds like them as a band. No, it's not even progression. <laughs> There's nothing to do with that. This album sucks. This is a not a good song. I don't want to listen to this song, but it is my top song. All right, now you'll have your shot at uh, arguing with me because my number one pick from the album is actually the closer, "Haunt You Every Day." When we'll still- honest i i can't even fight you with this because it's just as average as the rest of the songs i I don't have as strong an opinion about this being your number one but i think this song more than any other has a nice dynamic build that makes the climax of this song so satisfying i love first of all i like his vocal performance i like the vocal melody on i don't feel no joy I don't feel the pain walking on my own. I like that part. With the little picked guitar. The music is coming in. The band is starting to come. And then more so than peace, more so than hold me, I just love his wailing here. Oh, so alone in love. And by this point in the album, I'm just done. I'm done with his wailing. I, I... it does suffer from being the last song on the album because just like but I get, Green, but I get it on its own. Maybe I wouldn't feel as much as strongly about that. It just this feels is, to me. It feels cinematic. It actually feels. I'm not gonna say important, like I'll yeah. say about other closers, but it feels cinematic and purposeful. This actually feels. I actually feel Rivers' emotion in this song. Okay, more so than a lot of, if not all, the other songs in the album. I feel 
his joy. I feel his pain. This to me is just sort of feels like Rivers is getting it all out there. The climax is just makes me feel so good. And just like we talked about on um, another song recently, uh, his guitar solo melody and him going, like riffing over the guitar solo. I think the solo is pretty shitty. I disagree. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that showy, but I think it's got a nice melody to it. It's and, he, so, and he's riffing over I don't know. it. To me, it seems kind of lame. The whole song is very plodding. It is mid-tempo. And for me, who usually hates that, I I like this. This song is the first song that River's ever written entirely on piano. Yes. And Rick Rubin basically said... Write an Elton John tune. Write a Billy Joel or Elton John song. And it's weird. I don't hear that at all. No, but I it's just, just the, the idea. I don't, think, I don't think Rivers hears that either. He's just like, okay, let me try to write something on piano. The chord movement is new for them, but I don't like it. Oh, interesting. I don't like the back and forth descending kind of thing. It just, to me, didn't work that well. I think that's Another just song that goes yeah. on so long. I like I like the length of this oh, one because God. it builds. I like what the band is doing here. I actually hear a band. I hear the band members coming in either with little guitarists. I hear some bass. Like there is a band on this song and I think that is why it's my number one. Not only am I enjoying feeling an actual emotional connection to Rivers and what he's singing, but I, I hear a band again. I hear a band that's actually trying. I hear a band that's trying and just... It's, it takes so long to get to the end of this album. I, you know what's funny? That's it's actually so long, fair. It's so long for Weezer. It's only 45 minutes long. It's not that long. <laughs> what you just said is very interesting in terms of our number one songs. You're like, I hear a band that is trying. They are trying. And I'm saying, I hear a band. I'm not saying I hear a band that's pandering, even if they are. I hear a band that is giving me aspects that I... Am used You're talking to about in your number one Beverly Hills. Of yeah. the, yes, of their past catalog in ways. So it's because I think I recognize they were maybe trying at times, but it fell flat to me. And other times it didn't even feel like they were trying. They just wrote shitty songs. So I was gravitating towards something that felt somewhat familiar. And again, even, even when I said that, I do feel like the spoken word thing is different for them. That is different in their writing the talk box they were still adding elements that they haven't done before but we don't need to go back to that <laughs> so all right now that we finished up our top fives let's go directly into the rest of the songs of this album um after the lead single beverly hills we go into the third single perfect situation this to me had such potential because i actually what? really like the verses. I think the verses have very catchy oh melody. Oh my god! I like the jaunty. I feel piano so much playing. better about my decision <laughs> in terms of my ranking when you say things like that. I think. Why am I so obviously insane in this perfect situation? I get washed down the drain. That's not a bad melody. Yes, I agree. But that doesn't save the rest of the verse. And what the fuck is this chorus? This chorus sucks so bad. So so awful. So bad that I actually need to play it for you so you can see how bad this chorus is. The lamest thing. Also, talk about slog. This song sounds like it's from a Green Album session to me. (laughs) It's so funny. I like Rivers' vocals on the verses. He actually sounds good. And then the chorus just ruins everything. It just sounds bad. Also, for someone who loves hand claps, I hate the hand claps on this. They sound bad somehow. Where are the hand claps? In in the the next verse after the chorus. Are they just on one, two, and four? It sounds like one person clapping. It just sounds (laughs) wrong. It just sounds tacked on. Bridge is boring as hell. This is actually another bridge that, even though it's not a great bridge, like Hold Me, it feels like it works with the song. I don't maybe I don't can't explain that well enough. I guess why did there are songs that they write where the bridge just like you just fucking put this random thing in to call it a bridge, and there are other songs like Hold Me in Perfect Situation where it actually feels like it goes into it, like it's meant to be there. It doesn't mean that the song is not a piece of shit because this song really sucks. I wouldn't go that far, but... Wow. I The chorus to me is a piece of shit, but I like the verses. I think... I just wish he wrote a better chorus. It had such wasted potential. You know, it's kind of lame. This oh my God, this verse is so bad. I hate the... <laughs> it's so derpy. Compare that to 
Maladroit. You can't compare. That's the thing. Even that, green. It, once you start comparing albums, <laughs> it's it's over for you. And that's honestly, we are getting obviously heated up right now and angry at this album, at each other, what have you. This is sort of what it's like to be a Weezer fan. Not only within your own Weezer community fighting stuff, but with the general public. How do you defend a band that put out Make Believe? It's hard. It's hard to talk about a band who have these songs. Let's one move la- on. One last I thing. Want, I don't want to talk about one this One last album thing anymore. that really doesn't matter, but I just want to mention it. They reuse the final melody, the ooh, ooh, on I Love the USA. God save the queen. Oh, that's interesting. God I mean, it's just like a stupid falling melody. But that's all. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God, I love the USA. So we already spoke about uh, This is Such a Pity. We spoke about Hold Me. We spoke about Peace. And then we get... Oh, man. The middle, if you call it the middle, just four songs in a row. Can we just... Okay. The second single from this album. As much as I've excoriated Beverly Hills... Good word. uh, We are all on drugs. This song, I hate even more. I hate this more. I I think this is the worst song on the album. I, I can't believe this is awful. This is one of the worst this songs I've ever done. <laughs> this, I hate oh this song. God. I hate the melody. I hate the lyrics. I hate the message. It's just dumb, dumb, dumb. You know, it's funny. Andy, our friend, uh, mentioned that the verses sound like you know the schoolyard diarrhea chant when you diarrhea. It's funny because I hear it like a really shitty version, version, a really shitty version of downtown downtown things will be done when you're down this is when you're out with your friends in your new mercedes benz and you're on drugs drugs. this song sucks and you show up late for school because you think you're really cool awful rhyme scheme i hate the chorus we are all on drugs yeah yeah fuck Rhyming rhyming, never getting enough with gimme some of that stuff is one of the worst lyrics Rivers has ever written. Ever. I'm forget all of his later album sort of wannabe hip hop star. This is the never getting enough. Gimme some of that stuff. Fuck this song. And the bridge sucks. The bridge sucks. I wanna reach a higher plane. This song's terrible. I don't want to talk about it. Every aspect. I really don't like anything about this song. Anything. Yeah. Let's just skip it. Okay. Next, we've got The Damage in Your Heart, which honestly starts kind of promising. It actually has got this kind of nice guitar lick and a darker sound, but then he starts singing. I don't even like that. One more time, have I crossed the line? So boring. What are these awful middle school rhymes? He can't write lyrics anymore. What happened? But I also don't like, and I feel this way even about some of the songs that you like the verses on. I don't like that very cut and paste, and I felt this about like, don't let go. Everything that you want is a one more time I have crossed the line. It's very written. It feels written. Yeah, whereas so much of his other melodies on other albums, yeah, yeah, kind of float over. It's like this is so uh, basic songwriting. One thing I really do like about this song is sort of that chord change when he goes, I can't tell you how. Yes, that part is so weezer in a great way i also love that there's violin on this song which is interesting is it violin or cello it's violin okay because the ending of this song is actually so beautiful beautiful. and you know what it's so beautiful and this record sucks so much and we've been shitting on it so much (laughs) at least i have i need something good let's just play this ending It actually like it warms my heart that ending, but the song as a whole is so bad <laughs> that I like I can't even get to it sometimes because it's so. We bad. talked about on the last album breathing and having the band being allowed to breathe. It's this very slow down. They keep hitting different chords, and it goes to a place I never expect with those chord changes. I actually you're talking love about the very end, the very end that we just played. Yes, I yes. love those those guitar strums. I also appreciate that. On an album that has Freak Me Out, they have more harmonics on this song. Yes, that's yes. Ding, ding, ding. If that's Brian, thank you, Brian. Thank we don't you, talk Brian. about Brian enough. I mean, he's he doesn't write a lot of these songs, and he's the rhythm guitarist, but he still adds a lot to this band, even if it's something as simple as I those harmonics. I think actually specifically on this album, uh, Brian has said, or Rivers had said, I think Rivers more, that Brian did a lot of the guitar work. That's great. 
kind of <laughs> this, no it's great for him i always i don't know i feel like i guess it doesn't have much stuff to nice do for him. yeah but yeah. It, it's on like a really shitty album he actually so. starts co-writing songs in the later albums which we'll talk about a couple let's get into the next one okay so then we've got pardon me um we talked about how hold me he wrote after uh, a full day of, of fasting and this one he actually wrote after a 10-day meditation course so again he's "Quote unquote," experimenting with his mental state as he's writing the songs. I just yeah, but we, I feel like are, a, I feel like most of that is lyrical because this is just like he's trying to ask for forgiveness, and so the song's called "Pardon Me." And so it's just I like, apologize oh to you oh God, so and bad. everything that I okay. Also, one of my least favorite lyrics. I know that I can be the meanest person in the world, but what that's the best part doing? of the song. I like that in the second half of this verse, the chords that are in the first part go twice as fast, like they do in good life. Don't even ever, ever compare these two songs. But (laughs) (laughs) I like the, I know that I can be the meanest person in the world. The bass is cool That is a kind of melody that isn't choppy like I was talking about. It kind of flows into the next section. I like that. But in oh me. Oh my God, talk about wailing. But in me. Oh God, it's so but bad. how many times can you say the same? That's just the chorus title. As the Sometimes song. I hurt you so. Ugh. Song sucks. It sucks. Next, we've got My Best Friend, which actually was originally written, like before this album came out, was written for inclusion in Shrek 2, which is so weird. So I actually think I don't know if it was written for inclusion or if he had this song sort of floating around and he knew what it was going to be paired with. Obviously, Shrek is about an ogre and whatever. (laughs) And he wrote this song supposedly about a friend of his who was very (laughs) ogre-like and was just feeling (laughs) like, oh, it would work perfectly. So he actually brought it to the producers of Shrek 2 and they were saying that this is actually too similar we wanted something that's a little bit different too well lyrically with what's going on so hearkening back to our last podcast thankfully they went with counting crows accidentally in love which don't even don't even don't even that was josh (laughs) and my favorite b-side of counting crows best pop songs it's just such a great song and compare my best friend this song sucks again I'll talk quickly about what I like. I like it's got energy for the first yes. time on this album. It's peppy. There's cool organ going yes. on. It's like, oh, it's an interesting sound. Too. What's interesting is that but such a supposedly, chorus. supposedly it was after their song was rejected that uh, Rivers added organ to the oh, song. Interesting. But the intro to me sounds so smash mouth yes, that I was does. like, this is so interesting. Does Shrek just want all these smash mouth sounding songs? <laughs> because it was such a hit. I'm yes. a believer cover. Yeah. Uh, no, it was not just I'm a believer. All star was at the beginning of Shrek. That's right. That's right. So you're it's right. The there was smash scene. mouth all over that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, this song is pretty shitty. There's a cool guitar solo. That's the last thing I'll I also say. like nothing. the guitar responses of the throwaway song i don't care about this song and that's it we already spoke about the other way freak me out and haunt you every day what a rough ride being a weezer fan in general and listening to this album i know uh I know a lot of people defend this album. You know, you can defend people any, defend this album. You can defend any album by Weezer. It's like, oh, this is what you've said this up before. Beside, uh, you've said this about other artists and other albums. This is what they wanted to do. Counting Weezer Crows. wanted <laughs> to do a generic pop rock album that hit. Like they wanted this. Like, I'm but pretty, the thing is that, and again, I am maybe way too much of a Counting Crows defender. I'll admit that because I am an obsessive compared to most other bands. But there's something different to me where I just feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there was so much less outside pressure on Counting Crow in terms of they they gave into that pressure much less than Weezer is right here. Like you were saying, Rivers considered that uh, Beverly Hills like one of his proudest accomplishments when it's not a really good song. So... And like I think Counting Crows, Adam Duritz wanted actually to write some poppy songs. You know, we talked about in that last podcast, he came away from a meeting with a meeting, like an encounter with Paul McCartney and was like, wow, this guy makes really good pop melodies. I want to do that. This does kind of feel like we want to get back on the charts. Yeah. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely do. 
So it's such maybe it's this such is what they wanted and people are defending it, but this maybe song, this maybe album sucks. I'm foreshadowing. We have a special guest coming on our podcast uh, later in the series. Oh, and does I he have, defend this? I have a feeling. Well, maybe again, I'll have a have tried Beverly to, Hills buddy. We have tried to uh, to not talk about this band for months, just like we haven't. I have a feeling uh, this is an album that he will defend. Interesting. So I'll be the interested. last thing I will say about this record is that, and I do not at all care about uh critical reviews especially when i'm trying to get into an album that's their opinion i will have my own opinion whatever totally agree but i just have to note that pitchfork gave this album a 0.4 out of 10 0.4 stating sometimes an album is just awful make believe is one of those albums and that's how you feel <laughs> and that's what i'm gonna leave you with Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part five in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Weezer's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the band's chart-topping fifth album, Make Believe, tune in next week where we explore their experimental grab bag of a sixth record, The Red Album. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Weezer. What are your top five favorite songs on Make Believe and why? Is this album truly a return to the emotional and lyrical honesty of Pinkerton? Or is this the worst album Weezer has ever put out? Where do you fall in the Beverly Hills debate? Is this really where we want to be? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco. I knew it. Beverly Hills, Adam. Yes. Oh, you dipshit. I get it. I get it. It's a good song. I just hate it. <laughs> Say that on the podcast. Oh, yeah.